0: You are welcome to the Rohi Word. You are about to be transformed by the power of God's Word through his servant, Pastor Emmanuel Meffel. Pastor Mephel is a teaching evangelist who preaches God's Word passionately with signs and wonders following. He serves as the founder and lead pastor of the Rohi Church, a Christ-centered, family-focused, and discipleship-driven ministry. It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Now, let us hear the Word of God.
1: Father, we thank you so much for your love, your kindness, your mercies. We are grateful unto you for tonight. Thank you for bringing us together. Speak to us and cause us to enjoy your presence and let us live here with our hearts lifted up. Let us live here with a better relationship with you. Let us live here with a better understanding of you. Let us live here having drawn a bit closer to you. Let us live here understanding the worship and the praise and the words that we offer. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord and for this wonderful, wonderful team of minstrels. And, um, and you may please take your seats hallelujah amen. all right I want to continue with um, what I started talking about last week and you are all welcome to church tonight amen last week by the grace of God we started talking about why we should pray why we should pray but um, the title I wanted to give the whole series was pray my brother pray pray my brother pray but when I decided to do pray my brother pray I began to think about the sisters what would they do so I decided to leave it at Pray so maybe next week will be pray, my sister, pray. But it doesn't mean that the sisters shouldn't pray this week, but I'm still talking about prayer anyway. Last week we, we, we talked about three reasons why we should be praying, and I was talking to you guys and saying that the Bible says we must pray without season, and the Bible says we should pray always. And you're asking yourself, and sometimes I ask myself, how do I pray without seasoning? And, and and why should I pray always? Do I have so many problems? Are my problems so many that I should pray all the time? I remember it just it just it just brought my mind to when we started the church. And then I think I think the first or the second the first fast or second fasting that we started to do in the year I think at the time we were doing 21 days and the 21 days we were um, meeting to pray every night I saw some people were not coming so I called one of them or I spoke to somebody who knew somebody who wasn't coming I said why is this brother not coming he says the man says that He doesn't see why he must come and pray every night for 21 days. How many problems does he have? That he should pray every evening for 21 days. Suffice it to say that he is no longer in church. Um, But let me leave it at that because the rest of the story is very bad. His life has really gone some way. Maybe that 21 days was what God was going to use to stabilize him. Are you here? So any opportunity for prayer is an opportunity for God to bless. It's an opportunity for God to help. It's an opportunity to seek God's help. It's an opportunity to stretch forth your hands and say that I can't do it by myself. Help me. So we started talking about why we need to pray. I said that the first reason why we must pray... Is because what? Prayer is the greatest act of faith. Is the greatest act of faith. When you pray, you tell God and you tell everybody that, I can't do it by myself. I can't work it out myself. I am talking to somebody I cannot see. I'm talking to somebody I cannot touch. I am willing to talk to somebody I cannot see and touch because I can't do it by myself. So prayer is is, is one or probably the greatest act of faith. The greatest act of faith. Because you are moving without knowing who you are talking to, without touching who you are talking to. You can't see the person you are dealing with, but you believe that you are dealing with somebody. And everybody who hears you praying, Who doesn't even, um, who is not a Christian is thinking that, is this guy normal? Is this lady normal? I saw her just talking to herself to a point that Hannah was thought to have been drunk by a prophet. Because it looked like she was talking to herself. It looks like, no, if you walk into this building you see me sitting here in this corner, there's nobody here i'm just talking to myself and you are not a christian maybe you are you have just come you are looking for somebody and you come and meet a man sitting in the corner here in the name of jesus i call upon you help me lord you are you are immediately you are going to think that mm. that is why prayer is the greatest act of faith you are telling the world and you are telling god that i can't do it by myself i cannot depend on myself my education is there, but I can't hang on it. My connections are there, but I can't hang on them. My family is there, but I can't depend on them. I can only depend on you, and that's why I'm calling upon you. So it's one of the greatest acts of faith. And you also realize that faith is what the Bible says, that without this, we cannot, Hebrews 11:6. 6, without faith, it's impossible to please him. So without prayer, without this act of faith, It is completely impossible to please him. So it is very, very vital for a Christian to pray. A Christian who does not pray is a Christian who has abdicated his responsibility. Your prayer is not just communication. It's a responsibility. It is like the responsibility of a husband to communicate with a wife. Or a wife to communicate with a husband. It is the responsibility of a Christian to communicate with the Father. Greatest act of faith. Greatest act of faith. You pray to tell God that I can't do it myself. I'm dependent on you. And for God, that is what moves him. When he feels that his children are not dependent on anybody but himself. They are not dependent on anybody but him. They are not thinking about anybody but him. And so you you want God to move in your life and you are not praying. How will God move? And he only moves by faith. That was number one. Number two, we said that prayer or pray because prayer makes you into a man of authority. It makes you into a man of authority. A man of authority. A man of authority. Anytime Jesus spoke, look at matthew seven twenty-eight and 29 anytime he spoke people were talking about the fact that he spoke with authority and it was all because of the prayer life that he had and it came to pass when jesus had ended these sayings the people were astonished at his doctrine they were astonished at his doctrine for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes so there are people who are speaking there are people who are teaching there are people who are operating But not everyone is speaking, teaching, and operating with authority. Because prayer is what makes one into a man or a woman of authority. How do you become a man or a woman of authority when you pray? the, The longer you spend time with somebody, the more authority you have when it comes to that person. The closer you are with somebody, the more trustworthy and the more authority you have when you are talking about that person. So like I was saying last week, I can tell you more about Pastor Mimi. And I am, when I am. when I'm talking about Pastor Mimi, it is easier for you to trust me, what I'm saying about her, than when you meet the security man and is talking to you about her. And the reason is because of closeness. The reason is because we spend more time together. The reason is because I talk with her more. The longer you spend in prayer with him, the more authority you gain in the things concerning God. When you meet a taxi driver who is telling you about something that is going on in Flagstaff House, and then you finish, and then you hear the Minister of Information telling you something that is going on in Flagstaff, whose report will you believe? The driver? The driver is talking from probably overeating or something that he also heard from somewhere. And there are certain Christians, when they are talking to you about God, you just take it with a pinch of salt because they are, they are nowhere near God to tell you anything about God. They have never had an encounter. When you hear somebody who is speaking and every time he's quoting something that he heard somebody say, understand that that person has no authority. Understand that that person is not prayerful. Understand that that person is far from God. When you get close to God, he gives you personal encounters, personal experiences. So when you are speaking, you speak with authority. You don't speak as somebody who has heard something that he's saying. Oh, I heard that they said that it was happening that over there when they were there. No. No. There's a difference between someone who is reporting something that he has heard and someone who is reporting something that he has experienced. Prayer gives you experience. It helps you to encounter God. It gives you a certain experience that hearing doesn't give you. So when you are listening to people, find out. Is this one giving me experience or he's telling me what he has had? And prayer gives experience. Prayer draws you into the closet. Prayer gives you encounters. I remember one day that my wife ran away from the hall to the bedroom. I said, what has brought you here? Said I was praying in the hall, but some presence entered the place. I had to run away. So when somebody like that is telling you about the presence of God and how it feels is different from somebody who has heard that, hey, when the presence comes, it's like this. There's a difference in that. When you encounter God in prayer, it's different from when you encounter God through somebody's testimony. Your prayer gives you authority in the things of God. So become a man of prayer, become a woman of prayer so that you carry authority. And I give you the definition of authority, right? Do you remember? You remember? What did I say? What is authority? The invisible magnetic aura that surrounds a man of God or a woman of God or a man or woman of prayer. It is the not so easily defined, invisible, magnetic aura that surrounds a man or woman of prayer. I'm not going to go through all of that. It's on the podcast. And then the third one we said was what? A man of anointing. Did I preach on that one or I just mentioned it? Okay, it makes you a man of anointing. Okay, let me jump to the next one quickly so that I can move. Prayer creates and gives birth to new dimensions. Prayer is what creates and gives birth to new dimensions in life, in ministry in business, in relationships, in every walk of life, everything that you are doing, in anything. Prayer is what gives birth to new dimensions. New dimensions. And look, in this life and in this world, there are different dimensions. You can't be on this level and think that this is the end of it. Let me give you an example. Do you know that the woman Who gets pregnant and has a fetus in the womb. The fetus in the womb feels that this place where I exist is the only place there is to exist. This is the only place. This is the best place. This is the safest place. This is the the, the, the warmest place. This is the place that I must be. So the fetus sits in there and feels that this is it. When I'm here, I am comfortable. When I'm here, I am happy. When I'm here, I get fed. When I'm here, I get this, I get that, I get this, I get that. Until nine months, or for some, seven months, or eight months, then this fetus is pushed out into another dimension. In the first dimension, the fetus only rolls only kicks a bit, only throws the hands a bit, doesn't see much, doesn't do a lot of things, sleeps almost all day, but doesn't also experience a lot of the excitement that we have in this dimension. After a few months, this fetus is pushed out into this particular dimension where you compare this dimension to the nine months in there and you think that ah this is a better dimension than 9 months in there this is a better dimension dimension where i can walk with my legs dimension where i can i can use my hands dimension where i see people i see other people i can actually talk to people i can eat solid food i can eat liquid food i can taste ice cream i can do all of these things it's a dimension are you understanding me it's a dimension one dimension, then you move to this dimension, you move to another dimension. In life, there are different dimensions. But prayer is the thing that gives birth new dimensions. It creates new dimensions. And it takes us into new dreams and new areas. You cannot enter into a new dimension of life without prayer. Without prayer. So for some of you here who are operating on this, on this plane, on this level, where all you, all you feel All you feel in your life is hunger. All you feel in your life is what your flesh shows you. There's another dimension where all you feel will be spiritual things. Without prayer, you can never experience that dimension. It is very likely to also feel that, you know, I prefer this dimension where I feel hunger. I feel emotions, where I can touch, where I can do all of these things. This physical dimension. But the reason is because you have not entered into that spiritual dimension. So you can never tell. Just as the nine months in there looked like it was the best. Here on this planet, we feel that this this dimension, this physical dimension, this dimension of touching and feeling is the best. But when you start praying, you realize that there's a higher dimension there's a better dimension. There's a dimension where you see physically and you see spiritually. There's a dimension where as you are looking at the person physically, you can also see the person spiritually. There's a dimension where you are going to sit in a car, you can look at the car and say, no, this is not a car. When you get to that dimension, you realize that, "Mm, I prefer this dimension to this dimension. But how do you cross from one dimension to the next dimension without prayer is not possible. Without prayer is not possible. So prayer creates and gives birth to new dimensions, new dimensions. New dimensions. Anytime you you are tired of this, your dimension. And I'm not talking just about physical and spiritual dimension. I'm even talking about financial dimension. I'm talking about connection dimension. I'm talking about educational dimension. I'm talking about ministerial dimension. Anytime you see that you have hit a certain level and you are tired of that dimension and you want to move into another dimension, engage prayer. Get into serious prayer. You are tired of the single man, single woman dimension and you want to enter into the marriage dimension. You get into prayer. You are tired of being stupid in the stupidity dimension and you want to enter into intelligent dimension. You go into prayer. You are tired of walking in the unemployment dimension to the employment dimension. You enter into prayer. You are tired of going as a walking walking by your two feet dimension. I want to enter into the driving of cars dimension. You go into prayer. You are tired of doing this one, two, three, four dimension and you want to enter into six digits dimension it is by prayer. Dimensions are changed by prayer. You want to enter into a new dimension you cannot be continuing with your ABC prayer. You engage in prayer. Higher dimensional prayer will take you into higher dimensions. Don't expect to move to your next dimension without prayer. It is a complete mystery. You want a higher dimension, but you don't want to pray. I just, I just, I want 200 members in my church. But I'm praying the prayers I prayed when I was getting 16 people. You are joking. You would not enter into the next dimension. I want to do business of 2 million Ghana cities. You are still praying the prayer you were praying when you were doing 2,000 cities. You are not moving. I want to pass my exam and get a certain level of job. But you are praying at a certain level that you were already praying in. You are not moving. You can't write class 1 exam at university, and expect to get university certificate. Your prayer life will determine your dimension. Enough of the non-praying Christian lives. We don't a pray. We know they pray. We know they pray. We know they pray, but we want to move. You know they pray. You want to move. You don't speak to God, but you want God to lift you. What is he going to lift? Who is he going to lift? How is he going to lift when he doesn't hear you? When he doesn't hear you, how is he going to lift you? The dimension comes when you pray. Isaiah 66, 8. Go there quickly. Let me move. Who had heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Has it happened before? He says, who has heard it before? Who has seen it before? Who has seen this thing that the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? It's not possible. It's not something that has been seen before. It's not something that has been heard before. It's not something that has appeared before. That the earth, the earth is born in one day. Or the nation is born at once. For as soon as you need to travel, You need to travel, You need to travel, You need to travel. So the Bible is saying that it is the travailing prayers of the believer that will bring forth Children, as soon as Zion traveled, she brought forth her children. You are not traveling, you are not having no children. Children are born, or dreams are born, or visions are birthed, or dimensions are introduced by prayer. Travel. Travel, have you seen a woman who has not traveled and is just having babies? Even those who do caesarean session, they catch them and it is painful. It is not easy. They're... Oh God, you don't want to pray. You don't want to travel. You don't want to fast. You don't want to hide. You don't want to corner yourself somewhere. You don't want to lie down under your bed. You don't want to go and hide under some corner. You don't want to sit under some chair. You don't want to lay your head under some pillow. You don't want to do something that that separates you so that you get into higher dimensions. You just want to walk around eat bangkung, eat fetri, eat wache, and walk around and think that everything will happen. Nothing will happen. They will use your heart for football. They will use your head for football they will use your stomach for football they will use your brain for football your children's head will be used for totals your children's heart will be used for, for playing ground, everything around you will turn into a joke, your dreams will turn into zoo, every animal will chase you, every wickedness will chase you, every evil will chase you stop praying, you will see what will happen to you, dimensions will be introduced when prayer is introduced I'm looking for people who pray. I'm looking for people who understand prayer. I'm looking for people who love prayer. I'm looking for people who walk around and they are like madmen. Now people want to be cool. People want to be cute. People want to be hip. People want to be nice. I remember those days. You enter church, you see one brother, he's walking around. I, as a child, I used to think that this is madman. What is this? This guy, why is it? But you see all of those people, and when you see them now, those who combine the prayer and did common sense, what the prayer was telling them to do, you see their life and you are sure These are the people who are running the ministries, these are the ones who are running the businesses, these are the ones who are in charge and controlling things, and those who are walking around gallivanting, doing nothing, are those who are following dimensions. Dreams, visions are birthed by prayer. Your vision has been lying dormant in your stomach for too long. Your dream has been lying dormant on your pillow for too long it has been written in your book and everybody reads it but it does nothing he says that write the vision on the wall them that will read it will run but if your vision has no power if your vision has no backing power if your vision has no velocity if your vision has no momentum nobody will see it and run everybody will look at it and smile hey, but when you see somebody who is praying and the person writes a vision when you see it there is some fire that comes with the vision ah! something happens when prayer is lifted on a vision something happens when prayer is lifted on a vision when the vision is written and there's prayer following it moves but when there's no prayer it just lies inside your stomach and it passes out like poo poo most of you your dream your vision has gone down the drain because it has not received any power of prayer I have never seen anybody who has wailed, travailed, pushed and the vision has not come to birth. Every vision that you push by prayer, it will come out. He says that for as soon as as soon as as soon as you hit traveling point, as soon as you hit traveling point, as soon as you hit as soon as Hannah hit traveling point, as soon as Elijah hit traveling point, as soon as Elisha hit traveling point, as soon as Daniel hit traveling point, as soon as they hit traveling point, there was a response. As soon as Job hit traveling point, there was a response. When are you going to hit your traveling point? When you hit traveling point, sometimes you can't speak. Ah, ah, ah. Because you have spoken. Ah, you are that No word is coming. Ah, 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 ah. That's after six hours. Ah, ah, ah. Some of you, you do five minutes. Hey, time then. So, yeah. Hey, hey, the vision you would, the vision you will birth. The vision is that your vision will be a crippled vision, your vision will be a sick vision, your vision will be a sickler vision, your vision will be a vision that they kick it anyhow. But when you pray, when you travel, when you dig deep, when you go down and the roots go further down and the tree starts coming up, nobody can kick that vision, even when they kick it. That is when the Bible will say that you cannot kick a against the prayers You can't! Because this is a vision that has been birthed by traveling. Or so if you want to start your branch, travel. It's a new dimension. It's a new vision. It's a new baby. You can't do it. Look, there's a difference between prayer for maintenance and prayer for birth, birthing. Birth- 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 birth maintenance prayers are different from birthing prayers establishment prayers are different from from maintenance prayers to give birth and establish the prayer you pray is not the same as maintenance prayers we are praying maintenance prayers that we want to give birth your prayers will maintain your poverty Your prayers are maintaining your poverty. They are maintaining your sickness. So your heart disease is there. The prayer is just maintaining it. But when you begin to go into other dimensions, it is removed. And a new heart is replaced. That is when dimensions are being entered. And new things are being birthed. But most of our prayer is maintenance prayer. Maintenance prayer maintenance prayer when you see people praying and they are able to dance as well they are maintaining the prayer when you are have you seen a woman who is traveling who is dancing before a woman in labor and then they are doing choreography with labor where is that one where is that one where, where, where? I have not been to a labor ward to see women clapping and dancing and they are, they are pushing the baby. Which baby are you pushing? Which baby are you pushing? You are just maintaining, maintaining, maintaining so that people don't sleep. Go to the labor ward and see how they are shouting, how they are screaming. Travelling prayers are not coordinated prayers. Da- hoe- traveling prayers are not designed prayers traveling prayers are not choreographed prayers traveling prayers are not ordinary prayers traveling prayers sometimes are not silent prayers traveling prayers are not tearless prayers traveling prayers are not sweatless prayers you cannot travel without tears you cannot travel without sweat you cannot travel without shouting you cannot travel without a certain posture Go to the hospital and see the posture of people who are pushing, who are traveling. They don't have any design. And we come to church and we have designs. How we... Eh, eh, bah, kadana, he, he see he can. What? jokers cares for prayer warriors. jokers cares for prayer. Dimensions you want to enter into dimensions and you are you are what, what how are you entering into the second dimension the next dimension of your life have you not noticed that you have been around this mountain for so long and you are not making any progress every time by 14th of the month your money is finished and god is not bringing anything from anywhere every time by the certain date of the month you are sick that that mountain you have just operated around it my mother my mother didn't do this my sister didn't do this my mother's sister didn't do this my grandmother didn't do this i am i am now coming and me too i may not be able to do it you have been walking around that mountain for too long your family has operated in that dimension for too long you must break out of that dimension that dimension of poverty that dimension of nobody marrying that dimension of nobody going to the university that dimension of nobody getting a job that will pay them ten thousand a month that dimension of nobody having money that dimension of nobody buying a car that dimension of nobody living in a good place that dimension must be broken And it breaks by prayer, it breaks by traveling. It breaks by traveling, it breaks by traveling, it breaks by getting irred, getting angry with the situation, getting mad with the situation, not holding back, not looking at the thing and thinking that, well, it is in my family. It was not in your family from the beginning. Somebody put it there. While men slept, the enemy came and planted tears among the weeds. While men slept, the woman took the baby that was alive and put the baby that was dead there somebody must rise up somebody must wake up somebody must get angry somebody must look at the dead baby and say that when I was going to bed this baby was not dead this baby was alive this business was not dead it was alive my education was not dead it was alive my children were not dead brains they were alive when I went to bed it happened as I am alive I will take charge and I will tear the enemy into pieces and I will turn this thing around I must move them from this dimension To the next dimension. I must move them to the next dimension. I must move them to the next dimension. I must move them. Yes, this community. This community, I've not seen a church that has sat 500 people before I've not seen a church, or maybe it's there but I've not seen it a church that sits 1000 people a church that that sits 200 300, 400, 500 you want to move out of 200, 300, 400 500, you are not praying 10 people's prayer, you are praying 500 dimensional prayer, you are praying 1000 dimensional prayer, you are praying 2000 dimensional prayer, it is not committee meeting. It is not by strategy. It is not by looking at people and telling them you are going here to bring ten. You are bringing fifteen. You are bringing twenty. It is by sitting down, locking horns with the enemy and breaking the horn of the enemy and saying that you, principality of this territory, I came here. I was sent here by God to deliver his people and take them out of your hand and your control. I have come by the grace and the power and authority of God. I bring down your rule i put god in place i terminate your assignment here i take over i deliver the people of god from the hand of bondage from the hand of slavery from the hand of evil from the wickedness of the enemy from today you don't do these things without praying you don't do these things without praying you don't start ministry without praying. You don't start business without praying. You don't start marriage without praying. You would enter into the dimension your father entered. You would enter into the dimension your mother entered. Your default dimension is the failure that your parents had. Default dimension. That's the default dimension that we all had. Then we decided that this default dimension. My default dimension was my father building a house at 80. I woke up, I said, 80. That is default dimension. I must break out of that dimension. By 33, I was living in my own house. That was even too late because somebody told me I should do it by 40. So I was working with that. It was later I got to know that do it by 30. I had gone past 30. I said, God, 40, I was deceived. I have to bring it down. So the people in this house that are listening to me that are below 30, take that challenge and break your father's poverty, break your mother's poverty, and pull yourself out and tell yourself that this default dimension is not for me. My dimension that I am going to set would be better than my parents' dimension so that my children will have a better default dimension. My children must have a better default dimension. Their default dimension must be my, 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 my endpoint. If You die. You die. And you have not changed the default dimension of the family. You have failed. Default dimension of the family must be changed. And it happens by prayer. It happens by prayer. It's not common sense. It's not common. I've seen people with common sense who who have not been able to break anything. When they are talking to you, ah, Nesta, were you not the one who told me about the man you went to meet? In a meeting, you met this man who has so much common sense, intelligence and knowledge. They were having a meeting in somebody's big house. And then this man who doesn't own even a bicycle, is sitting down and saying that you need the four P's to be able to break through in life. You need the four E's. And I said, next I should have asked him, what have you broken through? What have you broken in life? I said, most people with common sense, eh, they can talk you into thinking that it is common sense you need. Stop! Their common sense has not done anything for them. Combine the common sense with destiny-changing prayers, that brings dimension breakthroughs. It will take you to a new dimension. But don't just use common sense and walk around and think that because I have common sense, I will break through. It is not by common sense that we give birth. It's by traveling. Use common sense and see how your baby will die in between your legs. Many people have lost their baby in between their legs. Many spiritual babies have been aborted. Many have been killed. Many have been wasted. Many financial babies have been wasted. Many dreams that God gave has been wasted. The fact that that God gave the dream does not mean it will come to pass anyway. God gave the dream for Jesus but they almost killed him. God gave the dream for Moses they almost killed him. God gave the dream for Joseph. He was almost terminated. The fact that God gave the dream does not mean you have nothing to do You got to travail! Push it! You push it! You push it by prayer. I'm tired of seeing poor people who are walking around, they think they have so much brain power. You send you send people out, go and start RCF. They will sit with four members, four members, four members. By the time you realize, the people have started dropping. You give them ten people, they start. Every, every day they go for their ten people. Then by the time you realize, you go for the meeting, eight people. By the time you realize, seven people. By the time you realize, six people. Why? What's happening? You are just talking nonsense get into your closet. Before you get out there, start Father in the name of Jesus, from this throne room's perspective, from where I am hiding and where I'm sitting, I divinely take charge of this young man. I divinely take charge of this young woman. I divinely connect with this person. I divinely connect with that person. I lift them up from wherever they are and I command them to come in the name of Jesus. Don't you know that people go to Juju men and command people to follow them and they follow. They copied it from us. It is just that we are not using that same power. They copied it from us. You have that power. Use it. You have that power. Use it. They copied it from us. They copied it from us. Jesus was able to call Lazarus who was dead for days. He called him out and he came out. Your church member is not dead. He's just hiding in the room. And you can't call them out by your prayer. Something must change. Your clients, they are not dead. They are sitting in their rooms and we can't call them by prayer. A policeman and a, a person in authority is sitting on a contract that is holding you. He's not dead. You can't remove him by prayer. Hey! I want Rohi people to become crazy. Nobody should be able to stand against us. When they stand, you tell them that, oh, you have not heard eh? The last one who was here, I removed him. You haven't heard. I remember when I went to South Africa for some time. I went to a shop. I was going to buy a car. My money was not enough. I negotiated 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 nothing was happening the man didn't want to release the car i said father till i buy a new car this car it should never be bought i left the place about three months later i passed there. the car was sitting there i went to walk around there i said father intensify the prayer i went i continued i am looking for i, I was looking for a car i said till i buy a car if these guys they don't give me this car And I've met people like that. I have told them, as long as I have said I am interested in this, if you don't give it to me, nobody will come for it. Nobody will come for it. And I don't just talk. I will enter my closet. Sometimes I will enter. Sometimes I just speak like that and walk away. But God hears. God hears. It took about six months. One day I was driving. I had then got my car. I was driving in front of the place. I said, Mimi, the car is still sitting there. You remember? Then I said, Father, it is time. Let the car go. Look, like joke, like joke. Within a week, I passed that the car was gone. Look, we have power that we joke with. We have power that we joke with. I have had many, many of those. I go to the thing. Even the business we are running now. Go. Go. They said they won't give you the money is too much i said okay i don't need it then i'll go and pray my prayer they they came from wherever thousands of dollars by the time they were releasing it it was about two thousand or three thousand or four thousand dollars i said share we are not serving god for nothing we are not serving God for nothing. Look, we have, we have dropped our guard and we are walking around and the enemy is using us for anything. We are not entering into new dimensions because we are not praying. We are not praying. Christians are hustling because we have, we have forgotten about the power of prayer. There's some power in prayer. Power in prayer. I don't know when I will finish talking about this, but I I have time. I'm going to research some more and come. There's power in prayer, power, power. There's a lot of power lying inside of you, Pastor Prosper. There's a lot of power lying inside of you, Kaye. There's a lot of power lying inside of you, Coco. There's power lying inside of you, Emmanuel. There's power lying inside of you. Have you seen witches and wizards operating? They operate. Because they know the power that's lying inside of them. Whether they are four year old, seven years old, six year old, ten year old. It's only in the church that seven year olds we say, Oh, they should wait. eh? Take your time, take your time, take your time, take your time. Witches and wizards are flying at seven. They are flying at seven. In church, we say, Oh, you know, let's not let's not push them. Let's not, let's, let's take our time. Let's take our time by the time they are ready, the enemy has taken over. By the time they are ready, by the time we are ready for them to work, the enemy has taken over, so we don't get anybody to work for God. 10 year, 8 year, 11, 12, 13 year olds, pull them. Take them for prayer camp, waiting camp. You are not the one, it's the Holy Ghost. Expose them. To the Holy Ghost, let the Holy Ghost tune them, bring them back. You will see the things that they will do. Kanusi No, look. There's not been any revival that didn't involve the teenagers. There is no. There is no revolution that has not involved children, young people. We have lost sight of the power that we carry. New dimensions, new babies new visions, new dreams, new directions are birthed by prayer. You can't do anything otherwise. It's by prayer. It's by prayer. It's by prayer. It's by prayer. When when Paul Paul wanted people to become more serious with God, Galatians 4.19, he said, my little children of whom I travail again that Christ be formed my little children, of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you, it's not only preaching that will convert the people, it's not only preaching that will form Christ in them. Travel, travel, Pastor Prosper, travel, or travel, AB, travel, Pastor Emmy, travel, Emmanuel, travel, travel, Gerald, travel, 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 Eric Nelson, travel. Travel, 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 travel. I want us to get to a point, Church, travel. I want us to get to a point in the church where we walk into the church on a Monday afternoon. One hour, you see somebody kneeling down. Pastor, today is my day off. But you get a day off and you are sitting by the poolside. That is why your life is just running like the pool. Take a day off. Sit in the presence of God and engineer your life. Engineer your life. Re-engineer. Rearrange your life. Sit down. Take your finances. 12 hours. You are re-engineering your life. You are reorganizing your life. You are changing things. You are turning things around. You are moving things. You are rearranging the things. By the time you get out of such a meeting, when they see you, they will run. When they see you, they will run. Your church members get into their hearts by prayer. Get into them by prayer. Travel again Until Christ be formed in you. So it means that it's not even once. Again. 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 Here we have have something we call TOI. Times of intercession. That is when the pastors meet and we are praying. Times of intercession. Because we want to travail for God to shift something. What we want to see we have not seen what we want to encounter we have not encountered what we want to hear we have not heard on a tuesday like this we want traffic we want traffic on a tuesday like this we want traffic even even on facebook we want traffic on YouTube we want traffic, on Periscope we want traffic, and then in physical we want traffic. We just want traffic because some a fire will be falling, some anointing will be moving, some changes will be taking place. As we are preaching, cancer is dissolving. As we are preaching, fibroids are dissolving. As we are preaching, blind eyes are opening. As we are preaching, deaf ears are opening. As we are preaching, crippled works are working. As we are preaching, paralyzed people are getting up as we are preaching that is what we want to see until we see it we won't stop till we see it we won't stop We want to see the discourse emptied. We want to see the beer bars emptied. We want to see the pubs emptied. We want to see signature emptied. We want to see the bar emptied. We want to see it emptied. We want the youth. We want the young people. We want the children to be driven by God, to be driven by the things of the kingdom, to be driven by the word, to be controlled by the spirit. Ah, that is what we want to see. We won't stop till we 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 see. We won't stop. My little children, of whom I travail in bed again until Christ, until Christ, until Christ. So Paul had to travail. Travel, travel, not just ordinary prayer. Traveling, traveling, traveling. You want to establish new fellowship, travel. New church, travel. New business, travel. Marriage, travel. Travel, travel. Prayer, prayer, prayer. If you have to lose anything, don't lose the prayer. You can lose the meetings. You can lose the administration. You can lose the the publicity. You can lose the billboards and signboards. You can lose the charts. You can lose everything that you must lose. You can even lose, you can even lose the tea and the coffee that you give people. You can lose visitation. You can lose phone calls. You can lose all of that, but don't lose the prayer because it is the fulcrum. It is the foundation. It is what draws it is what holds it is what ties it is what pulls people if you have to lose anything let it be everything but not the prayer let it not be the prayer unfortunately now we have lost the prayer and we are holding on to everything else we are organizing tea and coffee we organizing biscuits we organizing kebab we organizing drinks we organizing all the things that are not spiritual that are just physical we organizing billboards we organizing screens we are organizing tiles and nice churches we organizing everything but no prayer and so the people come in and the God those who come and stay they stay because the building is nice they stay because the drumming is nice they stay because the keyboard is nice but they don't stay because of the impact so they finish the session And they go straight into the beer bar. They finish the service, and they go straight into the into the into the into the prostitution rooms. They finish the service, and they go straight onto the roadside looking for girls. They finish the service, and they go back into their betting. They finish the service, and they go back into their lottery. They finish the service, and they go back straight into the world because we attracted them with music and not caduceus. When was the last time we preached the sermon and people began to cry in the service? When was the last time you went on a visitation or evangelism and you spoke to somebody about Christ and he began to cry in your presence? Ah, crying from repentance, crying from what he has heard, crying from the conviction of the spirit. When are we going to start ministering by the spirit and stop ministering by bread and ministering by tea and ministering by kidneys and ministering? by all the things that are not spiritual. When? When, my little children of whom I travel in bed again, that will give you biscuit and tea? When? 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 Let me give you. Let me give you one last one and then I'll close. Pray. Prayer is the first apostolic command. First apostolic command. First apostolic command. First. First First Timothy chapter 2 verse 1. Apostle Paul has been advising his son teaching him, Timothy thought about every subject that you can think about, Bible study about training of pastors, how to handle rebels, how to do this, how to do that Paul was training his son and at a point at this point he said that I exhort therefore that first of all first of everything First before you eat. First before you start church. First before you start ministry. First before you start anything. First of all the things that you do. Supplications. Prayers. Intercession. And giving of thanks be made for all men. First of all. First of all. Number one. Number one. Supplications. It's prayer. Prayer is prayer. Intercession is prayer. He's talking about three different types of prayers. Giving of thanks, number four. It should be made for all men. First of all. First of all. Apostle Paul is advising his son. He's advising the church. He's advising his his protégé. And he says that first of all. First of all. Timothy, first of all first of all, don't lose sight of this one. First of all, first of all you may have a lot of things to do in life you may have a lot of things to do in the ministry you may have a lot of things to do in the marriage you may have a lot of things to do in your ministry, in your life in your marriage, in your business in your finances, but Timothy From what I have seen. Timothy, from what I have gone through. Timothy, from dealing with people. Timothy, from all that the Lord has shown me. Timothy, from going to first heaven, second heaven, third heaven. Timothy, from dealing with the things that I have dealt with. Timothy, from fighting the God, the principalities of Ephesus. And dealing with the beasts and all of that. Timothy, I can tell you one thing as a father. That first of all, prayer. Prayer. Not even preaching. Prayer. Not evangelism. Prayer. First of all. First of all. Not evangelism. Not crusade. Prayer. Not door to door. Prayer. Not music. Prayer. Not anything. Prayer. Prayer. First of all. First of all. First of all. First of all. That's the first thing you do. That's the first thing you do. Prayer. Prayer. Prayer 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 before he started telling him what to pray about but first of all prayer prayer it should be made for all men intercession prayer thanksgiving supplications be made for all men also for all men all men all men in your church all men in your community all men in your fellowship All men in your department. All men in your business. All men in your job. All men in your financial life. All men in your contact list. All men in your connection. All men. Sit in your office and be crying about business. When you sit in your office and you are worried about the business, begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. God does not only deal with church. It is not everybody who has even called to minister in church. Some people minister in business. Some people are are ministers of business. So in their business, they are the pastors. They are the high priest of the business. They sit at a certain place and navigate the business by prayer. No, there was a point in time in our business, the Lord will tell me what to do in the business. He will show me to do this remove this one, let this one do this, change this one to this one, get into this area, push this one, buy this one, release this one, and it was working. There were times that the Lord would would talk to me on the motorway, call this person for this check. Prayer. It's not all the time that is strategic. It's not all the time that you must sit down and start planning. You know, you move this one here, you move this one here. You move as you are planning, the devil is also planning. As you are planning, the devil is also planning. I exhort first of all prayer. First of all, before the management meeting, prayer. Before you start signing checks, prayer. Are you in the church? That was the first major instruction that Paul gave to Timothy. And it was an instruction to pray. That is my first major instruction I'm giving you. It's an instruction to pray. Rohi Church, begin to pray. Facebook family, begin to pray. Facebook family, YouTube family, begin to Pray. Wherever you are watching and listening, begin to pray. You want to see change? Pray. New dimension? Pray. It is the first instruction. The first instruction. It doesn't have any much commands in that area. The first one, pray. Pray. Stand to your feet. Let's begin to pray.
0: Thank you for listening to Pastor Emmanuel Meffel. We hope you were blessed by the message. Worship with us at the Rohi Church in Community 22, Tema. Every Sunday from 7.30 to 9.30 for the tree service and 10.30 to 12.30 for the English service. We have Bible studies from 9.45 to 10.30 a.m. Tuesday empowerment service is from 6.30 to 8.00 p.m. Download the Rohi Church app on Google Play and App Store for more life-transforming messages. Follow Pastor Emmanuel Meffel and the Rohi Church on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Call us on 0204-336-002 for counseling and inquiry. Rohi Church, loving God, making disciples, and evading globally. God bless you. This message is brought to you by Hot Jobs Africa Limited, Ghana's number one HR firm. Looking for quality staff? Looking for a job? Contact us on 0204-336-009. Think HR, think Hot Jobs Africa.